Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Where entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. My name's Marque. 855-940. Mark is our number. 855-940-6275. Biden uh, announced his Supreme Court nomination today. Not really a shock or surprise at all. Uh, we'll talk about it probably a little bit here in just a minute. Also, folks, uh, man, yes, I'll be honest with you. I am sick and tired of Joe Biden interrupting this show to mumble on and blather on and lie to us. That guy, you know, they say... There was an old quote I thought of, Abraham Lincoln. One of my favorite quotes was uh, from Abraham Lincoln. He said, whatever you are, be a good one. And that means that if you're president of the United States, be a good one. If you're a janitor at a school, be a good one. If you're a if you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, be the best, gosh darn, stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad that you can be. Uh, whatever it is you do, do it to the best of your ability. And Joe Biden must be a fan of Abraham Lincoln because once because when it comes to lying and deceit and and not understanding his job, he's better at it than pretty much anybody that's ever held the position of president of the United States. This whole Ukrainian mess and the blowback that's happening here at home and all over the world 100 joe biden's fault again due to his weak leadership and the people of the people of ukraine and i have to tell you there's stories popping up left right and center about the people of ukraine for example these soldiers on snake island i don't know if you heard about these sailors they're on an island called snake island in ukraine and a russian warship approached and told them we're basically going to destroy you unless you lay down your guns and come out and surrender and whoever was manning the road uh, the radio at the time told the Russian warship basically, go F yourself. This is a military warship. This is a Russian military warship. I suggest you lay down your weapons and surrender to avoid bloodshed and needless casualties. Otherwise, you will be bombed. Russian warship, go f yourself. And moments later, they were bombed, and the reports are are that all those brave Ukrainian soldiers were killed on Snake Island. And this is the difference that you see with the people of Ukraine and the president of the United States, a willingness to stand up to Vladimir Putin, a willingness to stand up to Russia, something Joe Biden has never done but has pretended to do. There's other stories, too, coming out, really fantastic stories of Ukrainian bravery. For example, the ghost of Kiev. Have you heard of this guy? That apparently there's a military pilot. He's flying around in a MiG uh, around Kiev and around Ukraine and just taking out Russian planes. Six reported kills have been um, have been attributed to the ghost of Kiev, which and everybody. This guy's like a war hero now. Just flying around. bogeys and just rat -tat -tat, taking them right out of the sky boom boom one right after another and it's given the people in ukraine hope it's given the people in kiev hope 
and it's something that they need. They're getting it from their leadership. They're getting it from themselves. They're looking inward. They're not getting it from the United States of America. They're not getting it from the president of the United States. And when Joe Biden gives a press conference like he gave yesterday, it just... I'll be I'll be honest with you. I don't even understand where half these things come from. This this guy does he not know that he's uh, that he's contradicting himself in the same exact speech? The speech that was laid out and written for Joe Biden yesterday that he came out and delivered on the sanctions that are that are facing Russia now because of their uh, activity in Ukraine. The speech that he gave and then the answers he gave to the questions just moments after totally contradictory. They don't even they're not it's like the, a different guy is actually saying listen to this this there were two questions really there were two questions that really i think uh posed just how dangerous a situation we are um in right now with joe biden as our leader we've always talked about how oh yeah joe biden's gonna start world war three joe biden's gonna destroy the country no nobody's scared of joe biden but really joe biden every time he gets up there and every time he tries to answer a question or explain the situation makes things a thousand times worse and there were two questions he got and two answers he gave that i think were worse than any of them this was the first one is he threatening a nuclear strike i have no idea what he's threatening. I know what he has done. He's talking about Vladimir Putin. I have no idea what he's threatening. I only know what he's done. Listen to that again. As sir, does Vladimir Putin, is he going to bomb us with nuclear bombs? Is he threatening a nuclear strike? I have no idea what he's threatening. I know what he has done. Okay, now, in the same instance, at the very beginning of the speech, listen to how Joe Biden came out and bragged about how he knows everything Putin's going to do. This is a premeditated attack. Vladimir Putin has been planning this for months, as we've been saying all along. He moved more than 175,000 troops, military equipment and positions along the Ukrainian border. For weeks, for weeks, we have been warning that this would happen. And now it's unfolding largely as we predicted. All right, for weeks, for weeks, we knew what was going to happen. It's unfolding largely as we predicted. We saw this coming. Okay, great. Well, why is it now that you have no idea what Vladimir Putin's doing? I have no idea what he's threatening. I know what he has done. I mean, it seems like there's a real disconnect. Are we supposed to believe Joe Biden from the beginning of the speech? Who knows? Who's omniscient? Who uh, can uh, can uh, uh, predict every single terrorist activity that Vladimir Putin's going to do? Or do we believe Joe Biden, who's answering a porter, saying, I don't know what he's going to do. I really only know what he's done. That's a big problem, too. If that's true, hopefully that's a lie. Hopefully that's one of Joe Biden's many lies that he tells on a regular basis. I, if, if one of those two statements is a lie, I'd like it to be the second one where he says, I have no idea. Unfortunately, I think that's probably the true statement. Uh, if any of those are a lie, I think I would hope that it's him saying, I only know what he's done. Hopefully he has a little bit of intelligence on the ground and in his head, and he knows what's going to happen next. Um, the second question was equally distressing, and it was about China. Are you urging China to help isolate Russia? I'm not prepared to comment on that at the moment. He's not prepared to comment on that at the moment. China, are you urging China to help isolate Russia? 
Uh, you know what? I'll get back to you. I'll circle back on that. How do you circle back on that? Why would the answer not be yes? Aren't we urging everybody to isolate Russia? Isn't the entire NATO alliance isolating Russia? Isn't uh, the UK and Canada and Australia? Aren't we urging every country to to uh, to uh, you know cut Russia off at the pass? Why not China? China is their biggest asset at the moment. Why wouldn't you publicly claim, yes, China, I'm urging you put, to put pressure on Russia to withdraw from Ukraine. Yes, China, we are urging you to get behind this effort uh, for the global betterment of all humanity. Why, I mean, it's not a difficult question. It's not something you uh, should have to go back and think about. And it's something you definitely should have an answer to. But Joe Biden? I'm not prepared to comment on that at the moment. Is that because the check hasn't cleared yet? Is that because you're going to make sure that you can move all of your Chinese funds from your offshore? Short bank accounts into a secure location so they can't reverse the charges and get all their money back? Is that because Hunter Biden's paintings aren't selling as well as they used to? You should basically he could have just got up there and said, you know what? For personal reasons, I don't want to offend China. He's saying the same damn thing. Any president worth their salt would have said, absolutely. We are urging every country, there were what, 192 countries? In this world, is that what, 192 countries? Take out Russia, you got 191. We're urging all 191 countries to put pressure on Russia and tell them that they need to pull out of Ukraine, that this is a, an, an, this is a, a, a terrible humanitarian crisis. It's something that they shouldn't be doing. It's aggression that's unnecessary, and uh, we're not going to take it anymore. But that's not how Joe Biden rolls. Joe Biden's, you know, Joe Biden's going to make sure that the, his family is secure and that their uh, their Chinese assets and also the assets of the other um, Democrats and Republicans in Washington D.C. who are linked to China are safe and secure. And one public misstep, man, that could that could he might have to go get a real job. That Joe Biden, he might have to go get a real job. One other thing he said, which was, man, I've, people have been ripping him to shreds. And again, either he doesn't understand what he says one day and turns around and says something else, or once the teleprompters turned off, I guess all the words just kind of go out of his head because he said this. And when you know there was a reporter that asked him, hey, so the sanctions aren't working. What they didn't work before. Why do you think they're going to work now? Listen to what he said. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. Okay, that was Joe Biden yesterday saying no one thought the sanctions were going to prevent anything from happening, except that for weeks now, <laughs> everybody has been saying the sanctions are going to work to prevent something from happening. This was a compilation put together by the GOP. This is Joe Biden yesterday. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. This is Kamala Harris a few days earlier. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. Oh, deterrence, meaning preventing something from happening. This is Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. Oh, look at that. Another instance of, look, it's over and over again. White House official, Pentagon official, you've got Jake Sullivan, everybody. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions were designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. Right, no one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. Well, everybody in your cabinet did. But other than that, I guess, uh, I guess you really, it seems like you're the only one that didn't expect it. Or when it didn't expect it, you're trying to convince us that, uh, that, that you meant something totally different. The, prob the real big problem with Joe Biden is I think he forgets that everything he says, everything Kamala Harris says, everything his advisors say on television is recorded. 
and almost immediately uploaded as a handy dandy soundbite on Twitter. Thank God, you know, thank God for Twitter. Never thought I'd hear myself say that. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Got to take a quick break. It's Friday today, which means we got some fake news Friday. Uh, also, we, uh, we'll get a bunch of your phone calls. We have a ton of open mics as well. We'll follow this situation. And, oh, don't forget, CPAC is going on right now. And Ron DeSantis spoke yesterday, had some incredible things to say, which we need to uh, share with you. We'll get to all of that and so much more of the Mark K Show. It continues right after this. If plugs could stop interrupting my Mark K show, that'd be great. FJB. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hopefully not today. He won't be interrupting. But yeah, it's been a lot of uh, it's been a lot of interruptions from Joe Biden. And again, we apologize for that. And that's why I you know I would rather Joe Biden speak and then let us come back and deliver you the highlights or. I guess, you know, the the low lights like, uh, oh, are you going to urge China to put pressure on Russia? I'm not prepared to comment on that at the moment. Yeah, that's really all you need to know uh, as the big takeaway from that press conference. By the way, side note, I noticed that um, Joe Biden's press conferences used to be they used to be uploaded in full to the White House YouTube. In fact, if I needed something that maybe we didn't roll on or that I forgot or I wanted to just get the whole thing to, to watch it all over again, if, uh, you know, if I wanted to torture myself, <laughs> if I was really bad and I was like, I need to punish myself, I know what I'll do. I'll force myself to go to the White House YouTube page and watch Joe Biden's uh, press conference again. But uh, I went there and I noticed that what they did yesterday, because it was such a horrible press I mean, the guy did the worst job ever. He was he was smiling and laughing at reporters who were asking about the Ukrainian sanctions and the invasion into Ukraine and what it was going to do, uh, you know, what it meant for America, what it meant for China, what it meant for gas prices, how this was going to affect us at home, what plans he had. And he's he's just smiling at these people because I think he just exited his, he, like, he, you know, that's what happens. He's foggy up there, so he's just like, I got to... I'm mentally somewhere else. He puts on that big smile thinking it's going to make everything better, and it just makes him look like a kook. Um, but I noticed when I went to the White House YouTube page that instead of just uploading the press conference, which they usually do, and, you and you know, you there's the press conference in the big window, and then there's the uh, the ASL interpretation in the little window, and that's where for a year, for like over a year now, that's where I go when I want Joe Biden press conferences. But after yesterday's debacle, they didn't upload it. They didn't upload the press conference. They edited it. They edited it. They added captions. They took out the parts that they didn't want. They made it look more polished. It was more like the Hollywood recreation of Joe Biden's press conference. It was still really bad, but they took out all the stuff that they didn't want people like me to have access to. So if people like you missed it, I could play it for you. Luckily, we recorded most of it yesterday, so you're going to hear all the flubs. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely something where they used to just hide Joe Biden in the basement during the campaign. But now that he's president, they're hiding him in plain sight. They're 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 putting him out there. They're taking the recordings. They're they're putting a, a nice shine on them, and then they're releasing them as if that's what really happened. However, we know the truth. We know that nothing good ever happens. Uh, when Joe Biden is involved, 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. And that's definitely something that, look, you know, we're usually very positive and happy-go-lucky on this show, but there's some things to worry about. I mean, I know it's Friday. It's Friday! Yeah, but look, folks, I mean, this is something that, this is something that's really, it's really, really getting bad. Every single time Joe Biden takes questions from the press, it reminds me of how bad he is at taking questions from the press. And also everything else that he does.
and doesn't do. He contradicts himself. He says things that are hypocritical. He can't keep his life straight. And yes, I you know I don't blame the guy entirely. He's an aging shell of a person with tapioca pudding where his cerebrum should be. But I do blame several other people for putting this country in what is an expensive and potentially dangerous position. We are all less safe today than we were two days ago. We are all worried about what's happening, and it's because there are people out there with personal vendettas against a Washington outsider that they have put above freedom, liberty, the Constitution, and public safety for all Americans. Hatred for Trump by the left has led us here. The media, the people who are brainwashed into voting for Joe Biden, it's put us in an economic crisis. It has weakened our entire country and at the same time emboldened our enemies. And that's a bad situation. And the only reason we're in this situation is because Joe Biden is not Donald Trump. That's what happens. That's what happens again when you vote for, when you don't vote for someone, but instead you vote against someone. When you weaponize your vote, you work actively to destroy democracy. Or at least open up the door for somebody like Joe Biden to come in and do all the dirty work of destroying democracy for you. Now, we're looking toward the future, folks. We can, we've got three more years of Joe. In one year, Joe Biden has ruined our uh, situation in Afghanistan, killed American soldiers, uh, made the Ukraine a sitting duck for Vladimir Putin. Our economy is in the toilet. Inflation is through the roof. Gas prices are not only higher than ever, but guess what? Going even higher. And Joe Biden is lying about doing everything in his power to help bring them down because he's not. So we have to look to the future. We've got to look at the election, not just the one this year, but the one in three years. And we've got to prepare to be, uh, be prepared to stand together, to work together and vote together to find somebody who is not only conscientiously conservative, but combat ready to take on all the dangers that are awaiting for us, uh, both here at home and abroad. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-MARK is our number. Quick break, folks. More of the Mark K Show coming up. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-MARK. I made this. Uh, I'm on this Chinese spy app called TikTok. And I made this TikTok earlier that uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get in your head. Listen. Roses are red. Joe Biden's brain is foggy. The price of gas is higher than Snoop Doggy. He eats ice cream while the world explodes. This is what happens when you mail in your votes. Uh. Roses are red. Joe Biden's brain is foggy. The price of gas is higher than Snoop Doggy. Doggy. He eats ice cream while the world explodes. This is what happens when you mail in your votes. Yeah. Roses are red. Joe loops. Biden's just brain is foggy. That's what happens on, uh, on TikTok. It just keeps playing over and over again unless you move to the next one or stop it or something like that. So yeah. anyway, you can follow me on TikTok. You can, uh, you can, uh, you can watch me pr uh, perform that one live. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 uh, is our number. Coming up here in just a minute, we have some fake news Friday. We're going to give away a Mark, Ch uh, Mark K Show prize pack and a copy of the original vaccine passport pocket constitution, which I'm going to be honest with you, all this talk of the 25th Amendment, all this talk of, you know, voting in elections, uh, Supreme Court nominate every single day. It seems like everybody has some kind of instance where they need to say, what is it that says about the right to bear arms again? Let me check that Second Amendment real quick. And there's two places you can go. You can go. Well, a lot of people have the Second Amendment tattooed on their arms uh, here at least here in florida they do or you can get the original vaccine passport pocket constitution uh looks like an original vaccine passport but on the inside is the constitution the bill of rights um all the amendments declaration of independence all the things i consider to be your original vaccine passport giving you the rights to do and say and go wherever the hell 
you please as as a citizen of the United States of America, originalvaccinepassport.com. Uh, also going on here in Florida, which is, don't forget, the oasis of freedom, is something called CPAC. And CPAC stands for the uh, Conservative, what is it, Political Action Committee. Conference. Conference, thank you. And uh, CPAC goes on every year. They have the biggest speakers. Donald J. Trump is scheduled to appear tomorrow at 7 p.m., which, of course, preempts my show on Newsmax, but that's okay. Um, and then yesterday we had, while Joe Biden was speaking, uh, Ron DeSantis, one of the uh, super governors, one of the League of Extraordinary Governors founding members, um, took to the stage and had just a lot of amazing things to say and got a great response from the crowd. But while Joe Biden was stumbling through his press conference about sanctions against Ukraine, Ron DeSantis was standing up for freedom and liberty in the United States of America on stage in Orlando. Since I became governor, we've been and sanctuary cities in the state of Florida. And we are in the process of getting money from the legislature so that if Biden is dumping illegal aliens into Florida from the southern border, I'm rerouting them to Delaware. Yeah, send them to Delaware. And that's actually happening. He's actually currently working with the legislature uh, to get the money to, to reroute illegal immigrants from Florida to Delaware. But wait, there's more. We'll do some in D.C. and Hollywood as well. Yeah, you might as well while you while you got the planes fueled up and all paid for. But he said, look, Florida, it isn't just a great place to come on vacation. It's not just a fantastic spring break destination. It's not just the, uh, the uh, land of the happiest place on Earth. It's also a leader in geopolitical politics. I really believe had Florida not led the way, this country could look like Canada or Australia. And isn't it odd that he's using Canada and Australia as countries that you do not want to be like? Who would have thought that four years ago, four years ago, that a Canada and Australia would have been seen as bastions of socialism and, and, and communist uprisings and, and tyranny, tyrannical rule? Who would have thought that Canada and Australia, two countries where you have fewer rights than you have here in the United States would be the poster children for here's what happens when you take away people's rights. Here's what happens when you don't allow people to bear arms. Here's what happens when you put in a left-leaning, lunatic, communist, dictatorial, socialist, you know, weirdo uh, who has good hair and wears pink socks in charge of a country. Here's what happens uh, when all of a sudden the freedoms of people are not only contrary to the mainstream thought process in the government of Canada and or Australia, but also are uh, posing a threat to those governments, that these supposedly free countries will stand up and use just crazy whatever is, well, I mean, the Emergencies Act, lockdowns, arresting people, putting them in, putting them in, uh, you know, like, like little basic COVID camps. I mean, all of these things that have been happening, who would have thought Canada and Australia uh, but it's true. And if it weren't for Florida leading the way, the United States may have also actually looked like that. My duty is to stand up and protect the freedoms and the jobs of the people I represent. And if that puts me in political jeopardy, then so be it. I will stand with them. I'm not going to try to protect my own hide. Yeah, and this is something, this is where it gets really interesting. We're going into the election. I mean, this is election season. Ron DeSantis is running for re-election. I don't think he's got to campaign real hard. I think he's going to be fine, but he's running for re-election. And not only that, we've got every single member of the U.S. House of Representatives running for re-election. 
And we need to make sure that the people that we put there are not just conservative, but combatively conservative. We need to make sure that they're not just conservative, but conscientiously conservative. They've got to wake up and eat and breathe and smell conservatism every single day. And they've got to go in there every single day and fight for your right to do the same. And in doing so, you got to know the difference. Like, you can't say, oh, I'm a conservative, and then not know what the, uh, what the opposition is. I mean, what's, what is a conservative? What really is a conservative person? What do they believe? What do they want for this country? What do they think about when they think about the uh, the economy, when they think about um, you know military service, when they think about the border? I mean, what are the concepts? How do you understand what conservatism is? And one of the things you must know is what conservatism isn't. And in fact, it's easier almost to explain what conservatism conservatism is by pointing out the the enemies of conservatism, and that's exactly what Ron DeSantis does. Now, say what you want about that. That is not an agenda that very many American families are sitting across the dinner table from each other saying, oh man, I wish we could make D.C. a state, or I wish we could pack the Supreme Court. No, that's not what people have on their mind. They're concerned about gas prices, crime, the border, all the disorder around the world. That's what they're concerned about. They're doing that, though. The left wants to do that because their goal is not to make our country great, it's to marginalize the conservative half of the country. They want us to be powerless. They want us to be voiceless. They want us to be second-class citizen. And what are these ideological aims? The woke is the new religion of the left. The woke. That's the, that's the enemy of concern. The woke. They're the new religion of the left. And Ron DeSantis has risen very quickly to a, a position of political prominence, not just in Florida, not just in the Republican Party, but nationwide. He has become the number one adversary of Joe Biden in the last year or so, especially with COVID, especially with the mask mandates, especially with what's happening at the border and the, and the immigration crisis. It's always been Ron DeSantis getting up there and sticking it, you know, to Biden. It's always been Ron Ron DeSantis getting up there and saying, Joe Biden is ruining this country. Joe Biden is making it more difficult for Floridians to go out, earn money, save money, uh, educate their kids, make sure their kids are in a safe environment and also getting the social um, education and, and, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the socialization that they need to be happy, healthy citizens uh, and productive citizens of the United States of America and also free. And that's what he does every single day. And he's saying there are people working actively to stop all of that. Working with the legacy media. They're working with the Biden regime to try to marginalize conservative voices. Anyone that dissents from their orthodoxy is a target. Anyone that descends from their orthodoxy is a target. If you speak out against the Joe Biden administration, you're a target of the woke. If you speak out against the media or if you uh, adopt a difference of opinion, you're a target of the woke. And we know this firsthand, demonetized from Facebook, demonetized from YouTube, videos and live broadcasts pulled off, off of these social media platforms midstream. Mid I mean, you look at what's going on with Joe Rogan constantly and the, the number of episodes that people have de demanded be removed from Spotify. In fact, they want him off the, the, his, in, in his entirety. Neil Young saying, you've got to choose him or me, which, by the way, they didn't apparently because Neil Young's still on there. But it's all an attack on conservatism. Everything woke, everything that they're pushing is an attack on what America is, the history, the statues, uh, where we come from, and, of course, where, we, where we're going. Here's where we're at. When you have a society that's veering away from the truth, 
Anybody that stands up and speaks the truth will come under fire. Yeah, anyone that stands up to speak the truth will come under fire. And that's something that you have to be prepared for. Uh, that's where we are in this day and age. You can't just you can't just open up a TikTok account because you want to hear my cool TikTok song, start posting whatever you want, and think, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to get taken off of this platform. It's happened to us. It happens to everybody. It's us against them. That's the game that they're playing. There's no negotiating. There's no way to work with Joe Biden and his administration, or as Ron DeSantis likes to say. And so in times like these, there is no substitute for courage, having the courage to stand up against things like cancel culture, having the courage to reject corporate media narratives, having the courage to take on institutions like big tech, having the courage to stand in the way of the Brandon administration. Courage, courage, that's what that's what you need. You need courage, you need conservatism, you need to be combative, you need to be conscientious, you need to be courageous and stand up to the Brandon administration and all the woke SOBs uh, that are fighting against you. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. Gotta take a quick break. Your phone calls, more of the Mark a Show, Fake News Friday, and so much still on the way. Stay tuned. You know, Joe Biden said he'll pull out all the stops, do everything he can to ease the financial burden on us Americans. Haven't heard any consideration of opening the Keystone Pipeline. In Joe's words, come on, man. Roses are red. Joe Biden's brain is foggy. The price of gas is higher than Snoop Doggy. He eats ice cream while the world explodes. This is what happens when you mail in your votes. Yeah. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Uh, by the way, when I was um, planning the show today, I started to get those clips of Ron DeSantis from CPAC because, you know, like I said, really, really interesting stuff. And that guy knows exactly what, what's up. And he's uh, and he's a political player. Player. He's a political powerhouse. He's an up-and-comer. He's something the Democrats don't have, and that is an intelligent, conservative, skilled leader who loves the United States of America and has the opportunity to lead us into the future. Um, you know, and I'm pulling these clips. Here's where we're at. When you have a society that's veering away from the truth, anybody that stands up and speaks the truth will come under fire. And Hannah's sitting at the desk right next to me and she's doing whatever it is. She does her hair or makeup or whatever. And she looks up at me. She hears me play that clip. She goes, oh, is that Big Daddy D? And <laughs> I was like, we, I was like excuse, excuse me, we call him Big Daddy D? Yeah, you haven't got the memo yet, Mark? No, I didn't yeah, get that memo. Every Floridian calls him Big Daddy D. Was that an official <laughs> memorandum yeah. from the governor of Florida's office? Yeah, governor DeSantis. From the in all future correspondence, please refer to Governor DeSantis as Big Daddy D. Big Daddy yeah. D, yeah. I had no idea. And when did we start calling him Big Daddy D? When I met him. Uh, you, when you met him, you <laughs> called him Big Daddy no, D. No, no. <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's how he introduces himself. Now. Yeah. No, no, let me clarify. Oh let me clarify. Hey, Big Daddy D. Let me clarify. Uh, yeah, please, please. Kay, Some clarification. I was be great. excited because I was going to go meet Ron DeSantis. Oh, I bet uh, you were. And Casey huh? said, <laughs> Casey said, say hi to Big Daddy D for me. And yeah. I said, will do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's up, everybody? We're going to go. <laughs> We're going to go see Big Daddy D at uh, CPAC. <laughs> CPAC stands for C. We, we packing. <laughs> Yikes. All right. I don't know. <laughs>
I don't know if I would. Okay, good. So you don't call him. You didn't like when you met him. You Not didn't to say, his face. No. Okay, Governor right. DeSantis to his face. You call him Governor DeSantis. Yeah. So to his face, you'll treat him with respect. Behind his back, you're that's not not respectful. It's just like, like a, a term of endearment. <laughs> it's a term of endearment. <laughs> Hit him where the sun don't shine. Uh, wait, how, how do you refer to Josh and I when like behind our backs? Josh, Mark. Here, let me turn around. Oh, what is she gonna say? Yeah, perfect. Josh. Oh wow. Mark. That's not very. <laughs> that's messed up. That's not very creative. I don't Intrusive. know why Big Daddy D gets like a cool nickname, but we don't. What do you call um? What do you call Donald Trump? DJT. Oh, not Big Daddy T. No. Oh, okay. All right. mm. So DJT, like Big more Daddy like Big D. Big Great Grandpa T at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's a, that's exciting. I, I didn't. Anyway, so we'll uh, we'll be referring, I guess, to Ron DeSantis, founding member of the uh, League of Extraordinary Governors and also current governor of the United States of America, as Big Daddy D, so that Hannah knows exactly who we're talking about. 855 940 Mark is our number. 855 940 6275. Greg is in Orange Park, Florida. Hi, Greg. How are you? How are you guys this Saturday? Oh, we're Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah, Friday. Sorry. Yeah, don't forget. Hi. No, I'm sorry. You may have missed it earlier. We made a uh, we made a big announcement here just so you in case you missed it. It's Friday. Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Hey, uh, I wanted to comment on you know everybody is is just agog at 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 why these sanctions are so weak and so tepid and all these efforts in response to Putin's invasion of a sovereign nation are, are so ineffective? The answer is very easy, and anybody who's been paying attention, it's because Russia and China have the goods on Biden they, and, and Hunter Biden. They have the evidence, they have the shady deals, they have the bribes, they have the, the corrupt dealings, and they'll expose him if he does anything to stop them. Uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. The, it's it's potentially true, but the problem is in order to expose Joe Biden, you would need to have people willing um, to expose Joe Biden, and you don't have those people. I mean, we've already seen Hunter Biden's laptop. We know about the big guy we've seen. I mean, we heard, hell, we heard Joe Biden himself say that he committed uh, he committed blackmail with taxpayer dollars. We know all about what he's done. He's He brags about uh, it. Look, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. We know that Hunter Biden bought crack and hookers in, uh, when he was at the Chateau Marmont. He may have even paid one of those hookers with, uh, with uh, Joe Biden's credit card when he was vice president of the United States. We know that they sold access to Barack Obama. We know that the Clintons sold access to the Lincoln bedroom. We know that they took money from China for the Clinton Foundation so they could have access to the United States of America. I don't think you, I mean, the exposure isn't the problem. We've got the goods on this guy. You just don't have anyone here willing to stand up and say, hey, we got the goods on this guy. Um, I think one of the big reasons that he's not willing to go whole hog with, with China and Russia is because he needs China and Russia. He's already getting hate for gas prices for what he's done. Now, if he if he can't shut Russia off completely because we're one of the largest customers Russia has for crude oil. And Europe is also dependent on crude oil. And all of that is because Joe Biden allowed it to happen. You know, Germany allowed it to happen. The EU, they allowed it to happen. Joe Biden has destroyed our energy um, independence. And as a result, we are now energy dependent. And if you got in a car today, or if you got an Amazon delivery or a UPS delivery, or if you're planning on getting your kid from school later, or if you're heating your home, you're using energy and it's not coming from the United States of America. It's coming from some foreign power, some foreign body that hates us, that wants to destroy us, that wants to destroy other people. And Joe Biden, can he can talk tough all he wants, but he's not going to kick Russia out of SWIFT 
because it'll devalue the dollar and inflation's already through the roof. He's not going to cut Russia off entirely or sanction Putin, which is another thing they ask. Hey, why don't you just sanction Putin? That guy's a douche. No, can't do that because if he cuts off the oil, then Joe Biden is going to have to do something he doesn't want to do. And that is create oil here at home. And if he starts opening up those strategic reserves, if he starts uh, going lighter and re-releasing re those leases, then his own party is going to turn on him. 855-940-MARK. Quick break. We'll be right back. Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us. By the way, coming up in a minute, we've got some fake news Friday. If you'd like to play, 855-940-MARK is our number. Larry's in Claremont, though. Hi, Larry. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Uh, what's on your mind, Larry? <laughs> Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call again. A couple months ago, I called you from Central Florida. Yeah. I'm the Ivy League psychologist who is uh, liberally trained by an Ivy League school. But you know what they taught me? They hmm. taught me to be a critical thinker. A critical thinker. Not a crippled thinker yeah. like Joseph Biden. That's in the a big left. difference. A critical thinker discerns truth, gets the facts builds the case for what is the most effective argument logically based on fact yeah. and truth. Okay, good. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what, it, as far so as I understand. Ron DeSantis, yeah, Ron DeSantis, uh, our governor, has proven that he is a critical thinker who has values, yeah. who respects both uh, truth yeah. and loves America. Yeah. Loves the American way. Loves our history. You know, uh, these crippled thinkers, uh, these CRT people, they look at history. They don't know how to discern what facts are from fiction. They want to rewrite history and then make up their own political agenda to advance fake news, fake history, fake ideology. Yeah. So... Uh, DeSantis represents what we need. Now, I voted for Trump uh -huh. as a psychologist. I'm not thrilled with Trump. I think he's a narcissist, okay. but I support his policies. Sure. I support his patriotism. And uh, if Trump doesn't run, you know, for president uh, uh, or Ron DeSantis should, because Biden needs to be defeated. We yeah. need to take back the House and the Senate. And we need to advance the policies that stand for America, that stand for family, that stands for our history, that stands for freedom, and all the things about closing the border. And why can't we open the Keystone Pipeline and supply Europe with oil? Yeah, you no, know? Larry, you bring up excellent points, all of them, and you're 100% right about Ron DeSantis. And I'll be honest with you, you're right about uh, Donald Trump. Pretty sure he's a narcissist, too. That never really bothered me. I always find that narcissists make good leaders. <laughs> Le go. They make great leaders of great countries. Talk hosts, yeah. <laughs> great, excellent talk show hosts. I mean, listen, you have to be a little narcissistic to think leader of the free world. I'm the best man for that job. I mean, really, that's yeah. not somebody who doesn't have a healthy ego. 
What, you're going to give me all the nuclear codes? You're going to put me in commander-in-chief of all the of the most vi like well-trained army in the entire world, and you're going to have me make decisions that could really alter the course of history, or it's going to go to somebody else? No, I'm way better for that. That's totally up my alley. You need to have a healthy ego. You need to be self-confident. And if that's borderline narcissistic, so be it. I'm sure Ron DeSantis is narcissistic, too. I mean, I would think that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Joe Biden, you got to have you got to have a healthy dose of self-confidence as well as patriotism and like you said a critical understanding of the fact and sure we miss out on that there's a big problem with facts versus fiction you're right and and mark zuckerberg and facebook and and tiktok and all these other things what they're doing is they're creating an alternate reality an alternate universe and when kids grow up in that alternate reality playing video games playing Fortnite, you know dressing up in weird clothes and jumping onto an island to shoot each other whatever it is they start to uh, they start to realize that, hey, maybe if I can change that reality, I can change real reality. I don't like the fact that there was slavery, so we're just going to pretend that there wasn't. Or we're going to, we don't like the fact that General Lee was once a general in the Confederate Army after secession. We don't like that. We're going to throw that statue away and pretend that it never existed. Everything we don't like, we're going to alter. And you can't really do that. Uh, Joe Biden is is on the side of wokeness, and that means he believes you can. Ron DeSantis says the religion of wokeness is uh, one of the biggest things threatening this country and one of the biggest things we have to fight against. Um, hey, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. Okay, speaking of alternate realities, speaking of things that are not real, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for Fake News Friday. This just in, it's Fake News Friday. Yeah. <laughs> There's the helicopter is taken to the skies to search far and wide for uh, whatever fake news we can find and maybe some real news, too. It's very difficult to discern between the two. And uh, we have a couple contestants who are going to try to do just that. First is Christine in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Christine. How are you? Hello. It's sunny down here. Oh, yeah. Isn't, it gr <laughs> isn't that great? I know. It's nice and warm and sunny, and we're just rubbing it in for everyone who's not in Florida. Also, also... Freedom in the air. That's another cool thing. Hey, uh, Christine, oh. you're going to be playing against Sean, who's in New Smyrna. Hi, Sean. How's it going? Great, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing great, Sean. Uh, Sean, say hi to Christine. Christine, say hi to Sean. Hi, Hello, Sean. Christine. I'm going to whoop your butt. Oh, damn. Claws are out. Look at that. The Civil War between Floridians, wow. yeah. No kidding. All right, uh, lady and gents. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a headline. I'm going to read it, you know, individually. You're going to have to say if you think that headline is real news or if you think that headline is fake news. If you get it right, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game will win a Mark K. Show prize pack and a copy of the original vaccine passport pocket constitution. Everybody, everybody got that? Got it. Roger that. All right, perfect. Christine, we're going to start with you. Listen carefully to this headline. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. The U.S. House of Representatives has announced a motion to impeach Donald Trump yet again over his failed social media app launch. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. House of Representatives announces a motion to impeach Donald Trump once again over his failed social media app launch. Is that real news or is that fake news? Oh, my God. How can it be considered uh, real news? It's fake. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, that fake news. Right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. I, you know, hey, look at that. You can't really, you can't really impeach the guy now a third time. He's not president anymore. Um, so that was kind of a dig. Also, I wouldn't say it's a failed app launch. It's just a lot slower, I think, than maybe yeah. people 
Uh, let me check real quick. Am I still 161,500? Yes, I am. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll hopefully Sounds that like changes. Sounds like a successful launch to me, yeah. <laughs> Christine, you got yourself a point. Uh, Sean, we go to you. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Here we go. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. In an interview with CNN's Don Lemon, Vladimir Putin says that he declared war on Ukraine because there hasn't been anything good on TV lately. <laughs> In an interview with CNN's Don Lemon, Vladimir Putin said he's declared war on Ukraine because there has not been anything good on TV lately. I'm going to have to go with uh, fake news. That is uh, fake news. Nicely done. You are fake news. Yeah. I mean, when you're watching, if you're watching CNN, there's never anything good on television. <laughs> uh, all right, you're all well, tied up. Fake news, so you're, yeah, you're all tied up one to one. Christine, are you ready for the next one? Yeah, I am. All right, listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. Apple employees are reportedly using Android phones because they're scared their boss is spying on their Apple phones. <laughs> That actually sounds plausible. You think that the Apple employees are reportedly using Android phones because they're afraid their boss is spying on their Apple iPhones? Well, uh, they may very well be using them, but not for that reason. I'm going to say fake, but it's plausible. It's plausible. All right, there a third I need, category in this game. I need real <laughs> fake and not, you know, fake but plausible. Uh, what do you think? Fake. Fake. It's real. Yeah, they're uh, they're scared. <laughs> I gave you that, Sean. The shoe went over a bird. Sean. They're uh, it's you, what, a one, what happened is uh, they're they're afraid that Tim Cook is spying on them at work, so they've started using um, they've started using Android phones. You know, which is very very interesting. You were right. No, it was plausible. Um, and also, also probable. All right, that's okay. It's still it's still one one. Sean uh, still hasn't uh, pulled ahead. Sean, are you ready for the next one? Yes, I am. All right, listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. Representative Lauren Boebert's Democrat challenger launched his campaign with flying cow pies. <laughs> is that real news or is that fake news? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh... Representative Lauren Boebert's Democratic challenger announced his campaign, uh, kicked off his campaign, rather, with flying cow pies. Is that real news or fake oh. news? Where where are they from? Colorado. Oh, that's oh man! I'm gonna have to go with real news on that one. <laughs> I like that you wanted to know the geographical room. Where do they? What? The, where, yeah, Colorado. Um, there's a brand new contestant running as the Democratic challenger. His name is Alex Walker. He announced his campaign with flying cow pies. Cow pie crushes one woman. Others run to take cover in the aftermath of what they claim, I guess, Lauren Boebert has done to their state. Congratulations. That is real news. Yikes. No fair. No fair. I did not get to ask a clue. I did not get to ask a clue question. That's fake. That's cheating. Hey, you got you, you got you got to work with what you got. Come on now. Man. Christine, uh, in all fairness, we never we never said you couldn't ask a clue question. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, that's not good enough. Okay, all right. Well, let's, let's see. You can I love Christine. Christine, you can tie it up with this one right here. Are you ready? Okay, ding, ding, ding. I'm ready. Okay, all right. Ding, ding, ding. Here we go. Listen, care listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or, uh, or fake news. A semi-truck's hatch failure spilled bananas all over I-95. 
Turns out it was a publicity stunt to promote the re-release of Mario Kart. <laughs> fake, 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 fake. Do you want to ask any clues first? Yes, what, we, we'll, we'll give you one oh, clue thank question. You. Thank you. Was it, well, it, was it 995 in Maine or down in Miami or? It was I-95 near the Research Triangle Park in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's fake. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, that is correct. That is fake news. Oh, that's fake news. Oh, wow. I would have gotten that wrong. That oh, was a specific clue. <laughs> Raleigh, North Carolina, anything can happen there. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, that's right. Almost like flying cow pies in Colorado. All right. Exactly. Uh, Listen I would up. have asked about Texas, not Colorado, but go ahead. But I-95 doesn't run. Oh, I see what you're trying to call you. Okay, I got it. it. Listen, yeah. Oh, I tricked him. All right, everyone, everyone calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, here's where we're at. We got one question left, okay? There All are right. there are two points for each of you. If you get this one right, you win, uh, and you get the prize pack. If you get it wrong, then you guys tie, and we'll give you both a prize pack. Okay? Mm. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. A leaked White House memo acknowledges Jen Psaki has a plan for Biden's future speeches to be shorter so they can share them on TikTok. A, a leaked White House document acknowledges Jen Psaki's plan that Biden's future speeches be shorter so they can post them on TikTok. Is that real news or is that fake news? That sounds it sounds good. I mean, I wish he would just cancel all of his future speeches, but I'm gonna have to go with fake news on that one, Mark. Fake but plausible? <laughs> Arnold, nope, just fake. Can you use it in oh, a sentence, okay. please? Uh, that is fake news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which means congratulations, Sean, with a score of three. To two, uh, you are a big winner today. Nicely done, bro. Oh, thank you. Oh man, <laughs> I, see, I would have gotten the last one wrong if she hadn't come in, you know, talking crap. All right, well, listen, hey. you're, you're already, oh, already won. Hey. Oh, you deserve, Christine. Hold on one second. Listen, listen, <laughs> quick break, everybody. Everybody, go back to your corners. We got to take a quick break. Uh, congratulations, Sean. We're gonna hook you up with that prize pack, Christine. Hang tight, everybody else. Hang tight. More Marque show is on the way. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We had a really interesting edition of uh, Fake News Friday. Contestants were, man, they were passionate. They were all fired up. They were angry. Uh, Christine did not win, and she refused to get off the phone. So she's back with us. Hi, Christine. How are you? Hello. Hey, you would say there was something. By the way, Christine, you did a great job. You should be very proud of yourself. It's a difficult game. Right. I should get a constitution anyway. I mean, all right, well, we'll, well, we'll see. Now, Josh said you had something you wanted to say, right? I do. All right. Well, why don't you say your piece? And if it's really good, then maybe we'll send you a constitution, the original vaccine passport constitution. What do you think? I, th I think that's wonderful. And what I have to say is that it appears that the leaders in Ukraine are in a frenzy now, handing out guns to their citizens, asking everybody to help defend themselves. And I think this is a good time to say that how important the Second Amendment in the United States is because here, responsible citizens can uh, take weapons classes. They can earn a license. They can purchase on the open market firearms of their choice, most suitable for their needs. And they can be prepared to defend themselves and their families from their own government, from other governments, uh, from any sort of uh, harm that comes their way. And the Second Amendment is important. It needs to be uh, revered. 
I love <laughs> Kelly. I love that was really well said. And you know what? That actually segues. Who's Kelly? Yeah. What? Who's, who's Kelly? I'm sorry, Christine. Who's Kelly? You said Kelly. Oh, I meant Christine. That segues perfectly into what I wanted to talk about. So I think we should definitely give you a copy of the original vaccine passport what, what? pocket constitution. Congratulations. Con Nicely done. Wait, tell me again. What did she do? She what she did great. Just we'll just we'll we'll put her on hold. She okay. can tell you. Uh but you know what? That's a great point. In Ukraine right now, and ever since the fighting started, they've been uh they've been trying to arm their citizens. And they've said, if you need guns, the police is the uh the police and the army are giving out um weapons to regular citizens in Ukraine. Ukraine because they want to protect against the Russian aggression. They've been they've just announced the right to bear arms today, you know, TLTL, um something that we've had here since the the uh, the constitution was established in 1791. So it is important to realize that what these countries are realizing right now. They're realizing in Australia when you take the guns away from the people, the government can trample all over you. They can tell you what to do, where to go, where to live. If you get COVID, they can throw you in a tent in the outback somewhere until they say you can go home. Uh, if you're in Ukraine, you're walking around, you're a sitting duck, Russians come in, all of a sudden you're scrambling to give all of your citizens guns. When here in the United States of America, a large portion of our citizens already have guns, multiple guns, ammunition, training, and not only the desire, but the ability to use them um, should their freedom and liberty come under attack. So that's a, in fact, I have video. I'll, I'll, we'll play it here in just a minute. We have to take a quick break. Uh, but I have a clip here of the guns being distributed in Ukraine. That is it's chilling to watch. Um, that's on the way next. Stay tuned to the Marque show. We will be right back. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of what's going on, whether it's, whether it's here at home with Ukraine or on the ground in Ukraine, just points to a lot of people not being prepared for what Vladimir Putin was willing to do. And I'm going to be honest with you, Vladimir Putin, one of the most prepared individuals in this entire scenario. I imagine Vladimir Putin may be a little shocked at how easily he was able to put 150,000 plus troops on the border, uh, plan this whole thing, plot it out, get it ready to go, and then and then you know execute his his uh, his his invasion, you know, without any real um pushback i mean yeah sure there have been a couple of instances of heroism uh here and there but it seems like vladimir putin is is just having his way with not just ukraine but nato and and the world and ukraine uh, for for weeks we heard president Zelensky say there is no invasion uh it's not going to happen this is just joe biden you know banging the war drum um and then you know when the uh when the you know what hit the fan he started trying to get veterans to sign back up he started handing out guns to people there's video we have of ukrainians and uh, i apologize in advance i don't know what this guy's saying hopefully it's nothing dirty but i think if, if i don't understand it odds are Odds are you don't either, but there's there it's video of these trucks with weapons, and they're just these guys are just the the weapons are in these cases, these crates. People are just scavenging through the crates, picking up whatever weapon they can find. Rifles, looks like some kind of missile launchers, and they're just it looks like just regular Ukrainians in their winter gear, just walking around picking up whatever they can to try to defend themselves against you know, highly trained and deadly Russian forces. So uh, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what the outcome is there, but it seems like they were caught flat footed a little bit, maybe because they didn't have the rights we have here, maybe because they didn't have the military training, maybe because they weren't a part of NATO, maybe because of this, that or the other. Um, but Vladimir Putin from the get go has uh, has been one step. Well, probably like seven steps ahead of everyone else. The, the sanctions yesterday with Joe Biden, Joe Biden announced sanctions that haven't even been put in place yet. And it's the same way. 
the missteps that this guy takes from a military standpoint, I mean, really, we all should be concerned. Because what Joe Biden does is he gives information to our enemies so that they can have it or share it uh, or use it against us that we, no one would ever think to give them. He tips them off to what could be happening beforehand, um, and he allows them to, to you know, use that to tabulate and calculate their evil plans. The other thing he does is he punishes people after the fact, which if you know what's going to happen, as Joe Biden claims, you know, Joe Biden said he knew. Joe, Joe Biden knew what was going to happen. This is a premeditated attack. Vladimir Putin has been planning this for months, as we've been saying all along. He moved more than 175,000 troops, military equipment and positions along the Ukrainian border. For weeks, for weeks, we have been warning that this would happen. And now... It's unfolding largely as we predicted. All right, so he knew it was going to happen, and he was just waiting. I mean, that's the thing. He was waiting for it to happen. If you know something's going to happen, aren't you aren't you putting countermeasures in place already? Aren't you maybe, if it's a bad thing, like, I don't know, uh, thousands and thousands of innocent Ukrainians getting slaughtered because Vladimir Putin just wants his land back? If that's the case, don't you think that you would maybe prepare a little differently? Don't you think that you would, um, you would have something ready to go? Joe Biden had nothing ready to go. The sanctions he announced yesterday, a lot of them, it was too little too late. These oligarchs that he said he was going to sanction, these, these inner circle members of Vladimir Putin's, whose money he was going to lock up and whose funds he was going to freeze, they knew ahead. They were tipped off. They knew what Joe Biden was planning, so they moved all their money into cryptocurrency. These sanctions are not going to levy the kind of pain in the long term or the short term that Joe Biden expects them to, to levy on, on Russia. It's not going to affect Vladimir Putin. And let's face it, Vladimir Putin is smarter than Joe Biden. I mean, this Sharpie on my desk is smarter than Joe Biden. And what's happening right now is that he knew exactly. I guarantee that there's a war room somewhere in, in Moscow and it's got everything mapped out. And when Joe Biden announced these sanctions, they just crossed it off a list that they'd already made and they'd already made preparation, whether it was moving everything into crypto or securing financing from China so that they wouldn't have to worry about losing their financing from American banks, whether it was trading their debt against the yuan instead of the instead of the, the euro, whether it was, I mean, it was just shoring up their defense systems and their, and their uh, security systems from cyber attack whatever it was i guarantee vladimir putin thought of it and did it before joe biden and his cronies uh ever even ever even knew what was happening and that's bad for us because you know it's ukraine today but there's three more years with joe biden in charge of our military and if they're gonna if they're going to react to vladimir putin instead of act to keep vladimir putin or deter vladimir putin from doing what he's been doing then we're in a bad situation i mean we've got a strong military the best ever We've got highly trained individuals. We've got some of the greatest technology. We've got experts. They're patriotic. They love their country. We have, I mean, we we set the standard when it comes to when it comes to military technology, readiness, and effectiveness. However, you're only as effective and ready as your leadership. If your leadership isn't ready to call the shots or pull the trigger, then it doesn't matter. You could have you could have the biggest, baddest, deadliest, most accurate gun ever, ever. But if it's locked in your closet when you're getting carjacked, it doesn't really help anybody. It's just a big, bad, deadly, cool, useless gun. And I fear that with Joe Biden in charge of the military as commander in chief, I fear with the current leadership we have in the Oval Office and the Joint Chiefs and at the Pentagon, 
these guys who are more concerned about putting on their masks before they go into the uh, before they go into the situation room than they are about what decisions they're making when they're inside the situation room. Uh, these guys who are who are t ma forcing all of our troops to read books like How Not to Be a Racist and make sure that the pregnant women can fit into their flight suits without having to go to the bathroom three times. Uh, I think that that's gonna that's gonna be a little cause for concern when and if the fight comes to the United States of America or one of our allies. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. And the one thing, look, the one thing that gives me hope, the one thing that really keeps me from, or keeps me sleeping very, very securely at night is the men and women in the military. The men and women in the United States military are the best. And I know that when called upon, when called upon, I know that they are going to do everything that they can, that they are highly trained, that there are plans in place. I trust the American military. I don't trust the guy who's in charge of it. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Debbie's in St. Louis. She's listening uh, to us. I appreciate that. Somewhere <laughs> online, I guess. Uh, Debbie, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What's going on? Hey, Mark. It's always a pleasure. I love talking to you. I love listening to you. You're like I like I tell all my friends, you have to get on Mark K. Well, <laughs> they, they have room for everybody. Uh, those are, uh, Debbie, what's on your mind today? What do you want to say? Thank you for that, by the way. But uh, what's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is you had a caller earlier that uh, talked about, um, you know, that Ukraine and Russia, uh, that we haven't really imposed. The sanctions we've imposed are a joke. They're, they're an absolute joke because one of the reasons is that these won't go into effect like everything. All, everything won't go into effect until like July. So everything that Russia has done um, that won't be affected before July. Everything that he's put in place will be safe. And after July, that's when the sanctions are really going to kick in. And you know what? By Biden and his son Hunter have been in bed with, we know that, we, you know, with Russian, with yeah. Russian, Ukraine. We know that. I mean, and we know Russia, that. China, Ukraine, all of them, wherever there's a corrupt oh, government. Oh, yeah. And, and that's a problem because Joe Biden, all his years in Washington, D.C., he sought out corrupt governments not to penalize them or get them out of office and install real demo uh, democratically elected patriots. No, he sought out corrupt governments so that he could profit off of them. Right. Right. And so, you know, the thing is, Putin is just laughing. He, he's laughing his butt off. I could say another word, but he's laughing his butt off because yeah. he knows that even the sanctions that Biden has put on, that's a, just a slap on the hand. Uh, that's all it is, just a slap on the hand. And you know what? They, don't tell me with the um, intelligence that we've got that they did not know, like, months ago, months and months and months ago that this was not going to happen. Well, Debbie, they're claiming, I mean, he, we know that because Joe Biden, that's the first thing Joe Biden said in his speech. I was so smart. I knew it all. For weeks, for weeks, we have been warning that this would happen. And now it's unfolding largely as we predicted. And now Joe Biden doesn't know anything, apparently, because he was asked, is Vladimir Putin going to use nuclear weapons against any uh, anybody who helps Ukraine? I have no idea. I have no. How do you go from we knew for weeks and weeks it's unfolding exactly the way it happened to we have no idea in a matter of days? In a matter of days, we lost all of our intelligence in a matter of days? Or is it that you were lying? You're either lying that you knew this was coming or you're lying now when you say you have no idea. 
or both probably because let's face it it's joe biden and that's what he does best 855-940-MARK is our number 855-940-6275 debbie great talking to you got to take a quick break we got uh, more people on the phone lots of phone calls 855-940-MARK if you would like to send us an open mic message do that too we'll scour through those we'll uh, pull some we'll get them on the air here in just a minute and i'm toying with something i'm toying with an idea uh, but I haven't decided whether or not I want to do it yet. So I pro I'm I'm leaning to yes, but I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll figure, we'll get back to you here in just a minute. 855-940-MARK. Quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. By the way, we should point out that Ukraine, I mean, this is a uh, this is a, a back and forth battle. You know, it's it, Russia's definitely got Ukraine outnumbered, and they're definitely more prepared for this battle than anyone else. But Ukraine, they're not giving up without a fight. In fact, the airport, we talked yesterday about how the airport was taken over. Um, there was a CNN crew on the uh, on the ground, and the, the airport was taken over while they were there. It was it was under Ukrainian um, control. The Russians, like, jumped out of helicopters, took it over. The CNN crew was allowed to stay. We are here at the Antonov Airport, which is about 25 kilometers, 15 miles or so out of the center. These troops you can see over here. Stand up, Lewis. These troops you can see over here, they are Russian airborne forces. They have taken this airport. They've allowed us to come in and be with them as they defend the perimeter of this air base here where uh, helicopter-borne troops, these troops, uh, were landed in the early hours of this morning. Yeah, and then the Ukrainians were pushed out. Well, the Ukrainian National Guard has actually taken that airport back. They were able to run off the Russian troops or shoot them or whatever but apparently Antonov airport is now back in the hands of the uh of the ukrainians and you know with, with there's ukrainian um, heroism all over we told about snake island which uh you know what happened on snake island with these 13 military uh, ukrainian military members who basically told russia to go stick it this is a military warship this is a russian military warship I suggest you lay down your weapons and surrender to avoid bloodshed and needless casualties. Otherwise, you will be bombed. Russian warship, go f*** yourself. And that is apparently the last transmission. Uh, actually, that's a reenactment of the last transmission from Snake Island before the Russians bombed it and all of those soldiers were killed. You've got uh, Prim uh, President Zelensky. Uh, he's already banned any man between the ages of 18 and 60 from leaving the country. Uh, he's in. The, there's mandatory conscription. They're they're handing out weapons. They're not going to go down without a fight. Um, they're going to try to do whatever they can. And that is something that is inspiring. You saw the woman who walked up to a Russian soldier and said, "Why the f are you here?" And she gave him a uh, she gave him a package of of sunflower seeds and said, "These are so that when you die, flowers will grow." And uh, you know they're very look. They're patriotic people. They're patriotic people, and they're fighting for their country. Uh, if they were a little bit more prepared, it might go a little differently. Um, here in the United States, we understand what it's like to uh, to arm your citizens before uh, things happen. And I think that's something that it's important to remember. The rights that we have can keep um, keep uh, keep our rights uh, forever. 855-940-MARK is our number. The Second Amendment is there to protect you and to make sure that all the other amendments are safe. 855-940-MARK is our number. Josh is listening on WHIO in Dayton, Ohio. Hi, Josh. How are you? Good, Mark. How you doing? Oh, doing great. What's in your mind, Josh? What do you want to say, sir? Just wondering, do you think Biden's got a list of Americans' names to, to hand over to Putin sometime like he did to him in Afghanistan? Yeah, say, 
Here's people we want out of the Ukraine uh, stat. Yeah, Vladimir, can you please make that happen? Hopefully not. Hopefully he's learned his lesson. Um, he also said one thing that really actually eased my eased my nerves a little bit. He said he had no plans to meet with Vladimir Putin, and I think that's probably a good idea. I don't think I, every time Joe Biden talks to Vladimir Putin, that just makes me nervous. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. This is uh, David in Minnesota. Hi, David. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What's going on? Hi, yeah, I just uh, wanted to add um, something that they could do to um, possibly make Putin think twice about any, any further aggression and also maybe stop China from invading Taiwan is to kick Russia off of the Security Council and threaten China with the same if they invade Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know a lot of con a lot of Congress, um, a lot of Republicans in Congress are calling for uh, Russia to be kicked off of the U.N. Security Council. I'll be honest with you, I'm not 100 percent sure how that works, because I know, like you said, China and a couple of other countries that may not want them to be gone that are friendly with them um, are also uh, you know, part of that council. It, it's in, it definitely it definitely points out that there are stronger things we could do that we're not. And I guess the reason Joe Biden's telling us, which there's always what he tells us and the truth, and they're usually different things. What Joe Biden is telling us is this is what we're doing now. These are the strongest sanctions ever. There is more we could do in the future. I don't buy that. I think if you want to do it, do it all now. Don't let the fighting go on longer. Kick them off the Security Council. You know, extricate them from SWIFT. Shut down their banking entirely. Stop buying their oil. That's what I would do. Open up all the strategic reserves. Open up the leases. Make America energy independent. Joe Biden's got a big problem. Not only, not only is he beholden to China, who doesn't want any of that to happen, but he's already made, established himself as a huge client of Russia and somebody that needs. I mean, as a client of Russia, he's he also relies on Russia. He can't go all Karen on Vladimir Putin because they'll say, "All right, that's it. You're cut off. You're out." And then what the hell is he going to do? Gas is going to be $19 a gallon. And there's going to be a, there's going to be an uprising. And the one problem Joe Biden did was get in bed with the with the lunatic left. These these crazy environmental socialists who are they're terrorists when it comes to the environment. And they are holding you and me and gas prices uh, at, at hostage. They don't want Joe Biden to allow drilling off the coast. They don't want Joe Biden to allow drilling in Alaska or or you know even in parts of Texas. Uh, Governor Abbott, in fact, we have audio of that we'll play here in just a minute. Governor Abbott was talking about how Joe Biden is tying our hands. And the state of Texas alone, the state of Texas alone could produce enough energy for the United States of America to continue. And if you take all of our assets, all of our resources, I mean, Oklahoma can refine, they could refine probably all of the oil in Oklahoma. And those of you listening in Tulsa, you know that. So not only does that make us energy independent, but guess what? If we have excess oil, we can sell it to Europe. They won't have to buy it from Vladimir Putin, and then he's losing even more money. It's a real simple, it's a real simple economic strategy. But Joe Biden is uh well, we know. 855-940 Mark. Quick break. We'll get more of your phone calls and open mics next on the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940 Mark is our number, 855-940-6275. So for the third time this week, uh, Joe Biden has rudely, rudely interrupted our show. Uh, this time he's making jokes and uh, stuttering through an announcement of his Supreme Court pick nominee. We might as well pull it up because I think everyone's playing it anyway. Historical perspective, wisdom, character, and 
the jurists nominated by Republican presidents as well as Democratic presidents. And today, I'm pleased to introduce to the American people a candidate who continues in this great tradition. Judge Jackson grew up in Miami, Florida. And by the way, the mayor of Miami, Republican, endorsed you. I thought that was interesting. Her parents grew up with segregation, but never gave up hope that their children would enjoy the true promise of America. Her parents graduated from historic black colleges and became public school teachers. Her mom, a principal. Her dad, a teacher, who later went back to school and became a lawyer representing that very school district, that school board. Judge Jackson describes finding her love for the law from an apartment complex at the University of Miami where her dad was attending law school. She'd draw in her coloring book at the dining room table next to her dad's law books. She grew up to be a star student, elected mayor of her junior high school and president of her high school class where she was a standout. She was a standout on the speech and debate team. And it was after a debate tournament that took place at Harvard when she was in high school that she believed she could one day be a student there. There were those who told her she shouldn't set her sights too high, but she refused to accept limits others set for her. She did go on to Harvard undergraduate school, where she graduated magnum cum laude. She went into, to attend Harvard Law School, where she was a top student and editor of the prestigious Law Review. Then she applied for a highly competitive and coveted clerkship on the United States Supreme Court, and she was selected. The justice who thought she was worthy of this high honor was a young lawyer, was none other than Justice Stephen Breyer, whose seat I'm nominating her to fill. Not only did she learn about being a judge from Justice Breyer himself, she saw the great rigor through which Justice Breyer approached his work. She learned from his willingness to work with colleagues with different viewpoints, critical qualities for, in my view, for any Supreme Court justice. Now, years later, she steps up to fill Justice Breyer's place in the court with a uniquely accomplished and wide-ranging background. She served both in public service as a federal public defender, a federal public defender, and in private law practice as an accomplished lawyer and with a prestigious law firm. If confirmed, she will join Justice Sotomayor as the only other member of the United States Supreme Court who has experience as a trial court judge, a critical qualification in my view, and once again, Following the footsteps of her mentor, Justice Breyer, she had become the only member of the court who previously served as a member of the United States Sentencing Commission. And she brings additional perspective to the court as well. She comes from a family of law enforcement, with her brother and uncles having served as police officers. That's one reason I expect why the Fraternal Order of Police, the national organization today, said, and I quote, there's little doubt she has the temperament the intellect and the legal experience and family background have earned disappointment. And they went on to say they're confident she will, quote, approach her future cases with an open mind and treat issues related to law enforcement fairly and justly. Incredibly, Judge Jackson has already been confirmed by the United States Senate three times. First, to serve on the U.S. Sentencing Commission. A bipartisan independent commission we help, I helped design to reduce the unwarranted disparities in sentencing and promote transparency and fairness in the criminal justice system. On the commission, 
Judge Jackson was known for working with Democrats and Republicans to find common ground on critical issues. Second, she was concerned about, confirmed by the United States Senate with bipartisan support on the federal district court to administer justice with the special rigors and fairness that come with presiding over trials. And third, she was confirmed with bipartisan Senate vote to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, considered the second most powerful court behind the Supreme Court itself, and the court she once argued cases before as a distinguished advocate. And when Judge Jackson was nominated to the circuit court, one of his distinguished retired members, Judge Thomas Griffith, a former general counsel of Brigham Young University and a George Bush appointee to the court, said, he backed her enthusiastically, hailing her, hailing her exemplary legal career in both public and private practice. And he went on to say her careful approach as a trial court judge. Judge Jackson's service on the District Circuit Court of Appeals, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, is another superb qualification for service on the Supreme Court. Three of her, of the current Supreme Court justices also served as the D.C. Circuit judges, where Judge Jackson now serves. Her opinions are always carefully reasoned, tethered to precedent, and demonstrate respect, respect for how the law impacts everyday people. It doesn't mean she puts her thumb on the scale of justice one way or the other, but she understands the broader impact of her decisions, whether it's cases addressing the rights of workers or government service, she cares about making sure that our democracy works for the American people. She listens. She looks people in the eye, lawyers, defendants, victims, and families. And she strives to ensure that everyone understands why she made a decision, what the law is, and what it means to them. She strives to be fair, to get it right, to do justice. That's something all of us should remember. And it's something I've thought about throughout this process. As a matter of fact, I thought about it walking over here with her. One floor below, we have several displays celebrating Black History Month. One of them includes the judicial oath of office taken and signed by Justice Thurgood Marshall himself, an oath that will be once again administered to a distinguished American who will help write the next chapter in the history of the journey of America a journey that Judge Jackson will take with her family. I hope I don't embarrass him, but her husband, Patrick, I'm a surgeon, Dr. Patrick, stand up, let him see who you are. There you go. They met when they were undergraduate students at Harvard, and he's a distinguished cancer surgeon at Georgetown. And like so many women in this country, Judge Jackson is a working mom. She had her eldest child, Talia, when she was a private lawyer in practice. She had her second child, Layla, when she served as US, on the U.S. Sentencing Commission. Stand up, Layla. I asked Layla when I showed her through the office whether she'd like to be president. She looked, no, no, no. There's other things. Anyway, Layla, you're welcome to be here. Thank you so much. And welcome uh, your sister who's up in school in Rhode Island now. I have children and grandchildren. Let me tell you, Judge, you're always a mom. That's not going to change no matter what you're doing, you're on the, whether you're on the Supreme Court or not. And I've always had a deep respect for the Supreme Court and judiciary as a co-equal branch of the government. I mean it. The court is equally as important as the presidency or the Congress. It's co-equal.
So today, I'm pleased to nominate Judge Jackson, who will bring extraordinary qualifications, deep experience and intellect, and a rigorous judicial record to the court. Judge Jackson deserves to be confirmed as the next Justice of the Supreme Court. I've met with the chairman and ranking members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Senator Dick Durbin, Senator Chuck Grassley, and my hope is that they will move promptly, and I know they'll move fairly. Judge Jackson, congratulations, and the podium is yours. Let me pull this out for you. Where, how, where is it? There you go. You got it? But, okay. See, presidents can't do much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. President. I am truly humbled by the extraordinary honor of this nomination, and I am especially grateful for the care that you have taken in discharging your constitutional duty in service of our democracy with all that is going on in the world today. I also offer my sincere thanks to you as well, Madam Vice President, for your invaluable role in this nomination process. I must begin these very brief remarks by thanking God for delivering me to this point in my professional journey. My life has been blessed beyond measure, and I do know that one can only come this far by faith. Among my many blessings, and indeed the very first, is the fact that I was born in this great country. The United States of America is the greatest beacon of hope and democracy the world has ever known. I was also blessed from my early days to have had a supportive and loving family. My mother and father, who have been married for 54 years, are at their home in Florida right now, and I know that they could not be more proud. It was my father who started me on this path when I was a child, as uh, the president mentioned. My father made the fateful decision to, trans, uh, to transition from his job as a public high school history teacher and go to law school. Some of my earliest memories are of him sitting at the kitchen table, reading his law books. I watched him study and he became my first professional role model. My mother, who was also a public high school teacher, provided invaluable support in those early days, working full time to enable my father's career transition while also guiding and inspiring four-year-old me. My only sibling, my brother Kitaj, came along half a decade later, and I'm so proud of all that he's accomplished. After graduating from Howard University, he became a police officer and a detective on some of the toughest streets in the inner city of Baltimore. After that, he enlisted in the Army, serving two tours of duty in the Middle East. I believe that he was following the example set by my uncles who are in law enforcement. You may have read that I have one uncle who got caught up in the drug trade and received a life sentence. That is true. 
but law enforcement also runs in my family. In addition to my brother, I had two uncles who served decades as police officers, one of whom became the police chief in my hometown of Miami, Florida. I am standing here today by the grace of God as testament to the love and support that I've received from my family. I have also been blessed with many dear friends, colleagues, mentors, law clerks. I could not possibly name all of the people to whom I owe great thanks. But I must mention specifically the three brilliant jurists for whom I had the privilege of serving as a law clerk at the outset of my legal career. U.S. District Judge Patty Saris in Massachusetts, U.S. Court of Appeals Bruce, Judge Bruce Selya in Rhode Island, and last but certainly not least, Associate Justice Stephen Breyer of the Supreme Court of the United States. Justice Breyer, in particular, not only gave me the greatest job that any young lawyer could ever hope to have, but he also exemplified every day in every way that a Supreme Court justice can perform at the highest level of skill and integrity while also being guided by civility, grace, pragmatism, and generosity of spirit. Justice Breyer, the members of the Senate will decide if I fill your seat, but please know that I could never fill your shoes. To my dear family, those who are here with me now and those who are watching from home, I am forever indebted to you for your love and support. To my beloved husband, Patrick, thank you for being my rock today and every day for this, these past 26 years. I love you. To my daughters, Talia and Layla, you are the light of my life. Please know that whatever title I may hold or whatever job I may, may have, I will still be your mom. That will never change. All right, that is Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who was just nominated uh, by Joe Biden to fill the role of Supreme Court Justice being vacated by Stephen Breyer, and she's going to continue. We're going to dump out of this. If you're, You may be listening to a station that's going to carry the rest of it. We're going to take a quick break. There's some breaking news regarding cyber attacks here in the United States. We assume by Russia. We're not sure. We're going to check on that. Uh, that could directly affect you. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show on the way. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We, we had to break in for uh, Joe Biden announcing Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson was his pick for the Supreme Court to replace Stephen Breyer. And then there, there was a really awkward moment when he was handing her the podium. He said this. Judge Jackson, congratulations. And the podium is yours. Let me pull this out for you. Which I don't know. Haven't, haven't heard a president say that since Bill Clinton. Uh, but apparently he was he was trying to get something out of the podium for it. There was a, it was a back and forth. He dropped something. Oh, where is it? There you go. He fell on the ground. I don't know what he was doing, like a footstool or something. See, presidents can't do much. And then that was basically. Judge that, Jackson. Yeah, that was, the, by the way, what he said at the end, it, it jokingly, was the most honest thing he's ever said. See, presidents can't do much. Yeah. 855-940-MARK uh, is our number. Real quick, Diana's in Texas. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm fine. I'm just calling to complain. Oh, oh, what do we do now? You listen to Joe Biden, and you've let him ruin the entire mood of a Friday afternoon show. Yeah, no. I've I, never seen... It's like a wet blanket just hit all three of you. No, I, it's true, but it's not... Here's the thing. There's a reason why we uh, break in for Joe Biden's speech. 
And uh, it's, well, you know, and I can't get into it right now because we have to take a break and we can all blame Joe Biden for that. Uh, quick break. More of the Markay Show plus breaking news about potential Russian cyber attacks happening right now in the U.S. Uh, that's on the way. Stay tuned. Moments ago at the White House. And the podium is yours. Let me pull this out for you. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Of that. Somebody, uh, that's that's the one thing that made me smile. And that's why we watch these. Bi Somebody just called in and said, why is it that you force us to watch Joe Biden or listen to Joe Biden on the radio? And we don't do it. See, here's the problem. We, uh, we are a talk radio show, but we're on a bunch of news stations. And whenever quote unquote news happens, they always break into our show. So we've just decided that uh, so that we can kind of at least retain a little bit of control. We'll just break in on our own but you know it does it's like reason 145 to just go get that uh, warehouse of awesomeness and create our own podcast because then we don't have to stop when joe biden starts talking oh, yeah i'm so down for that we can just babble on and on and on and on which is uh which is something we like to do um so yes we are we we know either way you'd be forced to listen to joe biden if you're if you're listening on the radio if you're streaming us live somewhere else or if you're uh you know you're you're watching us on facebook or getter or rumble or wherever twitch um then we have we have more control over that so we just do that as a preemptive measure. Um, with Joe Biden, however, there's the added benefit that instead of just being bored by the ridiculousness, there's I watch twofold. Number one, because he's saying something that's supposedly important. Number two, because I'm looking for that next little you know clip, that next gaffe, that next little thing that is going to entertain me. And I think maybe that's why he does it. Maybe he knows that nobody really likes him as a president, so now he's just trying to entertain us. And maybe that's why. Uh, maybe that's why he does the things he does and drops things and and says you know inappropriate things like. Let me pull this out for you. Yeah, I know, because that just that made the whole speech for me. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 is our number. But Joe Biden, um, you know, it's the third time now this week that he has interrupted the show for a couple of reasons. The first one were for sanctions that he knew weren't going to work. Uh, then for, were for sanctions that he also knew that probably weren't going to work. And now it's for his Supreme Court justice. He's got a lot going on. Plus, he's got, don't forget, the State of the Union address next Tuesday. And a bunch of truckers that are rolling their, man, they are just rolling their way right now through the United States of America. They're headed toward Washington, D.C. Uh, they've pulled the permits and they're ready to camp outside the Capitol building right when he's about to take the stage. And that is something that we, you know, we should not be forgotten that the problems here at home are the most important things and they're also the most neglected things as far as uh, Joe Biden is concerned. Um, Joe Biden has basically lied to the American people over and over again, continues to lie to the American people over and over again, lied the other day when he said he was doing everything. Just yesterday, he said, I will do everything in my power to keep gas prices from going up. And that's a lie, the bold-faced lie. He's not doing anything in his power to keep gas prices from going up. In fact, he's doing the opposite. He's making it more difficult for, uh, for oil, you know, oil producing and gas producing states like Oklahoma, like Louisiana, like Texas, like all of them to, to produce more oil here in the United States, making us energy independent, giving us a product to sell to the rest of the world, uh, giving us the opportunity to provide a commodity that Russia, reply, that Russia supplies to a bunch of people and thus take even more money out of their pocket and, uh, and you know, hit Vladimir Putin where it really hurts. In the pocketbook, and Greg Abbott was on Fox News. He was asked about he was asked about Joe Biden's um, oil policy, and we even had somebody call in and say, "Why is it that Texas can't just do what Florida does and say it's our land? We're going to drill there." And the problem with that is because 
it's not necessarily just Texas's land when it comes to oil. Here's what Greg Abbott said about uh, oil dependence and energy here in the United States. Uh, Biden's closure uh, of uh, pipelines because of uh, shutting down uh, leases and things like that, uh, the, uh, the ability to drill, that's one thing that's caused uh, the price of gasoline to go up so much because the price of oil is going up so much. Biden knew when he was getting into this situation with regard to Russia and the, and the Ukraine, he, he knew that the price of oil would be going up even more. And so everybody watching this show, uh, their, their price, they're going to be paying at the pump will be going up even more in the coming days. Governor, uh, if look, Biden look, would rely look, upon American-based energy, we could solve that problem. All right, if uh, Biden Biden's would if Biden would sorry, I got to turn the loop off. If Biden would just rely oh, sure. on American energy, we could uh, solve the problem of being energy dependent on countries that despise us and are bombing our allies. And that's something probably we should take a look at. But Joe Biden has halted um, he's halted a whole bunch of federal oil and gas leases and permits. Couple I mean he did it already. And what happened was um, Joe Biden sold out to the environment. The Democrats sold out to the environmentalists. They don't necessarily believe everything that these kooky, lunatic, AOC, tree-hugging environmentalists believe, but they need their votes. They need their support. And they know there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks they would ever side with the Republicans who are a, a small government-minded uh, political party. We don't like all of the we don't like all of the government regulations. You know, we want free markets to decide what's good and what's bad, and we want the states to be able to act individually. Uh, plus, we're capitalists. We want to make the money. You know, if we can dig for drill for oil and refine it and sell it, let's do it. If we can bring the cost of oil down, let's do it. That's a great idea. Um, but the uh, but the, the the socialists on the left who are just, I guess, brainwashed into thinking that climate change is this man-made hurdle that we have to overcome, and that the world is going to end in what twelve years? Isn't that what they gave us? Fun fact. Al Gore gave us 12 years 20 years ago, and we're still here. Not only that, but every model Al Gore showed us on The Oprah Show when he was pimping his movie, uh, An Inconvenient Truth, and selling books and creating a billion-dollar empire for himself and, an, and a media network, which, incidentally, he sold to Al Jazeera, which is owned by the Saudi Arabian government and the Arab states. And, well, the, guess what they do? They produce a lot of oil, um, which is the one thing he was battling which is the one thing he was battling for years until, you know, he realized he could cash out. Uh, so the, all of these models, all of these images that they showed of, of Florida being half underwater, of Miami Beach being gone, where we're standing right now in broadcasting, Al Gore told us 20 years ago, we would be underwater. The very spot where we are in Florida, what are we, like, how many miles? Five miles from the coast? If that. Yeah. We're five miles from the ocean. Al Gore told us this would be underwater. We would be we would be swimming with the fishes right now. And if we believed everything Al Gore said, we'd be idiots. Um, but also uh, it would have been it would have been just one of the it would have been one of the biggest mistakes we've ever made. I have not personally seen a model. I have not personally seen a projection in the last 20 years that has been accurate, that has actually come come true. Climate change is one of the biggest hoaxes, and now what we're seeing is it's dangerous. We're seeing that these people that have nothing else in their life other than to try to sell you on the fact that they can see the future, which is basically what they're doing. They're telling you, we've looked into the future, and we see that it's bad. The earth is going to be gone. Civilizations will topple. Uh, the ice caps are going to melt, and everybody will drown. This is the kind of stuff that they're trying to sell you when they're doing it for political reasons and they're doing it for profit. 
ironically, <laughs> they're using they're using this message of climate change as a as a as a means to build up their capitalist you know reserves of cash. Look at all of the look at Solyndra, which took billions and billions of dollars from the government and then went under. And did they pay the money back? No. Look at all of these technologically, environmentally sound companies that are that are milking the government. That are this is what Build Back Better is all about. It's putting the money back in the coffers of those environmentalists who helped all these Democrats get elected. And so Joe Biden, he had to close. He had to stop the leasing. He had to stop the drilling. He had to stop the Keystone XL pipeline. He had no choice. He was being held hostage by the environmentalists. And if he went against them, that would it. That'd be it. He'd be done politically. His party would be done politically. I mean, they are probably anyway. But much sooner and with much more angry uh, enemies in place. So now what's happened is there's a major lawsuit. All of the oil producing um, states, you've got Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, uh, I think Alaska's in there. They're all, they're suing the federal government. They're suing the federal government and they said, look, you got to open up these gas leases because the government owns the owns the oil. They have to lease it to the states. They have to lease it to the companies. They have to give the go ahead. And in an effort to appease environmentalists, Joe Biden said, mm, we're shutting it all down. When this lawsuit popped up, there was a judge who actually said the statistic Joe Biden was using to calculate whether or not these leases were dangerous was inaccurate. What the, environment, what the environmental lobby has been telling you for years is basically a lie. The, the, it's called the social cost of carbon, and it's an inaccurate way to decide whether or not the impact to the environment and, and our social, you know, I guess in, in our social environment as well will be what it, they say it is, and it's not. So now uh, this is going back to the courts. The states are close to winning, and as a result, Joe Biden shut down everything. There are no new leases. There are no new um, permits being issued. There is no new drilling. And this is in the this is right after Joe Biden just said to the American people, to everybody, I'm going to do everything within my power as president of the United States to cut the uh, the cost of gas and bring down the price you're paying at the pump. And it's just another in a long list of lies. He could very easily do this. And he's not because he's in a battle against capitalists. And he's standing with the socialists. Shouldn't be surprised at all. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break. We have one more segment. We'll squeeze in a few more phone calls. Any more open mics that you guys want to send in. Uh, stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show right after this. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. I was, I was uh, looking up some of these images from An Inconvenient Truth about, you know, the, uh, the effects of climate change on, on Florida specifically. And there was one postcard that showed meter, yeah, you know, two plus meters of water all over the state. It said, Florida, visit while you still can. <laughs> Not only is Florida still here, but it's growing. We have, we have more seats in the House now. We've got more electoral votes and we've got more people and we've got more Republicans. So we're very happy with our little oasis of freedom. 855-940-MARK is our number. By the way, um, I forgot to mention there. So the breaking news, there's an article in the Telegraph. They're announcing that it appears there's some kind of cyber attack going on in the United States. They're not sure exactly where it's coming from, but it coincides nicely with the invasion of Ukraine and the subsequent um, sanctions that Joe Biden has put on, on uh, Vladimir Putin's regime. Uh, U.S. microchip powerhouse NVIDIA hit by cyber attack. Parts of its business are completely compromised at time of Russian cyber warfare against Ukraine. America's biggest microchip company is investigating a potential cyber attack that has taken parts of its business offline. 
Uh, NVIDIA's email systems developer tools are understood to have been suffering from outages after what is to have be, uh, believed been to what is to believed. Okay, well, this is horribly written. After what is believed to have been a malicious network intrusion, the suspected hack comes amid Russian cyber warfare against Ukraine and heightened security concerns about attacks on the West. Just before we went on the air today, we usually know that we have a uh, streaming software that helps us to broadcast our show, again, not just on our Catriot Radio Network radio stations, but also on on um, on Rumble, on Twitch, on on Facebook, on on Getter, on, on LinkedIn, on wherever, wherever there's internet, we're able to stream, and we use something called an NVIDIA video card. Well, we hit the button, we got an error message immediately. Everybody freaked out except for me. I was able to... I was... I was able to patch into a different system while we figured out, while everyone else was calling. Hannah was ducking her head in ice water, as AOC told her to do. Um, and what happened was we were able to, to reroute it. But I called the engineer department in here. I said, here's what's going on. He was like, that's really weird. I don't know why that would be happening. And then all of a sudden we saw this, we saw this uh, report from the Telegraph that NVIDIA has been targeted by cyber warfare. And uh, it just goes to show how quickly it can happen and how many people it can disrupt. Um, 855-940-MARK is our number. By the way, like I said, we have appropriate countermeasures in place, and I have been trained to effectively deal with any crisis situation. So have no fear. 855-940-MARK uh, is our number. This is Ivan. Ivan's in New Jersey. Hi, Ivan. How are you? Great, Mark. How are you doing? Do Yvonne here. Oh, uh, Yvonne. How are you, Yvonne? No problem. Uh, I'm just calling... Uh, regarding this uh, Russia-Ukraine situation. And, uh, you know, I have uh, I've been watching the news nonstop. And, uh, you know, I have contacts and family in yeah. Europe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I speak to and, and in Ukraine as well. Okay. And, um, you know, yes, the Ukrainians are fighting a lot, but many are laying down their weapons in the small towns, and they, they do not want to have any excursions. They're like, yeah, we will listen. We're here. To support the border. That's what we were signed up to do. We didn't sign up to die to this uh, aggression from uh, Putin. So uh, as many people are fighting, and we're getting a lot of misinformation here, many are laying down their weapons and giving up because they don't want the bloodshed. You're talking about the Ukrainian uh, soldiers? Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard those reports at all, and I hope that, you know, I hope that's not the case, but I understand that probably um, there are instances of that as well, and uh, and we'll keep, our, we'll, you know, we'll keep monitoring it. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We really, uh, we really appreciate it. Lacey the Trucker. Hi, Lacey. How are you? Hey, uh, love you, mean it. couple of things. How come nobody said anything about uh, brain-dead Biden wanting Russia to overcome Ukraine and Ukrainian government? Wouldn't that... Uh, take away any uh, chance of them finding out anything about Hunter Biden? Yeah, we've heard that from a couple people. Unfortunately, Joe Biden interrupted our program yesterday as well as today and Tuesday, uh, so we weren't able to get to Conspiracy Theory Thursday, but that's been a very popular one. We have had a, a few people reach out with that theory that, hey, if, we, if he did shady deals with Ukraine, wouldn't this be a great way to cover it up? The only flaw in that thinking, Lacey, is that Joe Biden doesn't cover anything up. He admits it. Joe Biden told us what yeah, he did true. in Ukraine. He had, he admitted my son worked for Burisma. Uh, he he told us on one hand I don't get involved with my son's dealings. Then he told us the opposite was true. Then he told us he went and he held the billions of dollars of our tax dollars hostage unless they <laughs> fired the prosecutor. I mean, this guy's not trying to hide anything. That's probably the biggest problem with Joe Biden. 
he should probably hide all of this personal crap that he's doing, all this illegal stuff that he uh, he allegedly has done in his past while he was vice president, while he was in the Senate, the stuff he set his son up with to make millions of dollars. I mean, come on, who else has a kid uh, like Hunter Biden who's 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 a millionaire? I mean, it's really unheard of. And the investigations, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the, OK, so there was a report that just came out. And it was the Secret Service. They were asked to look into travel documents regarding Hunter Biden. They were asked to look into it by, uh, I think it was Chuck Grassley. There was an investigation. Secret Service looked for travel documents and communications between 2010, 2011, and the year 2013 for Hunter Biden. As part of an investigation, congressional investigators, this is from the Post Millennial, looking into the business dealings of Hunter Biden are reportedly facing obstacles from the Secret Service as three years of records requested from the organization are simply missing. The Washington Examiner reported Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson made the request to the agency last month. Their request spanned the length of the Obama administration. But out of the January 2009 to 2017 records, three years are missing. They just can't find them. The pair of Republican senators noted that the agency made inappropriate reactions on Freedom of Information Act grounds that shouldn't be applied to members of Congress. Uh, in terms of ongoing official investigations, authorities are probing the tax reporting of the current U.S. president's son. So, look, Joe Biden, maybe you're right. Maybe there is more to hide because apparently the Secret Service, which you would think keeps fairly meticulous records when they want to. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you ask them, hey, can you give us the records and whereabouts and the travel history of Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump, and Jared Kushner for the past four years, they'd probably have them on a thumb drive ready to go. But you ask them for three years worth of Hunter Biden crap, and oops, can't find it anywhere. Hey, listen, we got to get out of here. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back Monday with an all-new Mark K Show. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.